Oh, baby. We did it. We did it. Merry Christmas, by the way. How was your Christmas? It's still raining. Oh, this three-week-long storm. It's awful. It's just awful. Your coffee is still here. I saved it in this room for you oh, for the last you. three the weeks Oh, thank you. The coffee now. got very clear Man. and diluted. <laughs> I might have peed in it a couple times. I hope it tastes good. Mm, not bad. Have you been drinking coffee? I mean, it had a lot of milk in it, so I thought I should water it down a little bit. Oh, that makes sense. With thank urine. <laughs> I love drinking urine. Top 10 <laughs> albums of the year. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you guys for such a great year. Like our analytics. Like Adam, brought, Adam just brought it up before we recorded. I don't remember how it's my head but like we had some growth this year which is awesome i think so we, we still don't know exactly how to read them like to say like oh these are the number of people that listen to the show yeah, it's just overall, like we can but... assume that it's good well i mean I, I i read too so like spotify gives me their spotify wrapped and like that was very good but also when i go to the hosting page where the where, where we where i upload the podcast that's anchor.fm if you if you would love to you know Give us ad money. Anchor. Anyway. Does that involve some sort of boat purchase? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to remember to put that one as the as the comedic ad thing for the beginning. As a re- reference. Anyway, give us ad money. Uh, <laughs> so I read Anchor's um, like at the end of the month or whatever. And then because um, that, that tells me that Spotify is like around 10% of our total listenership. Man. So if like that's we've been getting really good growth but just on Spotify – that tells me that like the growth overall has been good. I would so like to believe that. Of course, we'll never know. No, like what the true reach is and who out there in the middle of like fucking middle of nowhere China yeah, is like I've listening s- to it, like I wonder what they think of Frank Turner. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, I had that I had that the uh, ping notice like a couple of years ago that like some <laughs> European country, right, Norway. We were number nine. It was. It was it Norway. Mm-hmm. Well, number nine on the music commentary charts. So I was like, Ooh. hell yeah, hell yeah, Norway. I don't know why we weren't any higher, but whatever. That's I know. Fine. And then we and then we fell off. So now New Zealand's picking up the slack. I guess. Maybe. Man, thanks New Zealand. Thanks. At least somebody is getting my flight of the Concords references when yeah. I sprinkle them into random episodes. Yeah, keep keep making those references in there, and I'm try. Our, our, our listenership's bound to go up any day. Now. So high. Yeah, it's interesting. New Zealand, Australia, England, Canada, mm. all still covered by the king mm-hmm. in one way or another. That's Not right. ethically, we gotta, but legally. <laughs> we got to make fun of the king more often, I think. I think we should. Yeah. Hello, I'm the king. Oh. Hello, my brother's a pedophile. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so anyway. Speaking of pedophiles, hey, the top hey. 10 albums of the year, bro. I don't think we have any pedophiles on the list oh. yet. <laughs> we never know what the future will hold. Oh, Lord in heaven. <laughs> Lord in heaven. We all were riding high on that Dance Gavin Dance hype. Uh-huh. What a year. <laughs> Seven years later, it's like, oh, oh I, no. guess, I guess it's a different story now. Uh-huh. So hopefully our favorites today will not disappoint us in seven years. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that band, that band has been kind of wiped clean of everybody's top 10. Nobody put that in their top 10. Surprisingly. This year. I mean, it was a middling album. It was not you know, their best. Yeah, that's for sure. They've done better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and hopefully we've done better as, 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 as a species to, you know, listen Step to a band out. like that and like. And yeah, it, it, it affects our listenership. So like, yeah, be nice to people, especially I women. I try, but yeah. apparently they're allowed to murder me mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because they're women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't you heard my number? Uh, what was it? 18? 
my number three worst from my last week. Yeah, I remember it well. Year. <laughs> but it's okay because sometimes we kill them and eat them. Yes. Yeah. So we're so it's okay. I get it. It's balanced now. Yeah. 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 Dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Where you some get murdered, some get murdered, some get murdered in one side, and some get murdered and eaten on the other side. Right. It balances out. It balances out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're my top, at, my number ten album. <laughs> I'm gonna start this time. Adam, and if if this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Uh, 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 We get a lot of, like, new listeners, at least from the statistics. Um, But uh, thank you for joining us. We have a public Discord in the link below in the description of this episode. It's open to the public, and it's free, and uh, it seems like every year we get, like, one or two, like, new people jumping in. We we, we, we We had a listener who... Used to only talk to me on like one social media platform, but then they jumped over to Discord and started Hooray. talking. So that's awesome. Yeah, yes. so I, I, I love it. It's a small little community there, but like we talk to each other often. We talk about new songs that come out, album releases, general news, and sometimes you know we'll talk about other fun stuff too. Like, hey, my sports team sucks this week. My sports like, team sucks. Yeah, my sports team's drafted somebody. They bought and, somebody. They bought and, a man. Yeah. <laughs> they bought a man. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be a great season if we buy a few more men. <laughs> <laughs> Legalize slavery. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we just have a good time over there. So if you want to talk to us in between episodes, and we'd love to have you stick around as well, uh, stay subscribed to that. Uh, and speaking of the social media platforms, I'm on Instagram at Mike Wears Prada, and you can email the show at any time. Uh, I manage the email at the skinny where the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Uh, so that that kind of covers our bases. If, you, if this is your first episode, go back to the last two episodes as well. We talk about our top twenty to eleven albums, and then we talk about our worst albums of the year. Those are fun. Those are good. Yeah. That was a fun time. I had a great time. There's usually not a lot of laughter on this episode. It's all like, dude, this album was great because mm-hmm. of blah, 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 and blah. And we don't laugh. We Sometimes don't. we cry. Stop fucking laughing. No. Knock it off. No laughter. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Adam, you're laughing again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's Christmas day, day Eve. Wait. After Christmas Day. It's the day after Christmas. I know you're Boxing so day excited. Boxing Day in Canada. <laughs> well, celebrating Boxing Day today. Yes. Speaking of our Canadian of fans. That's right. Speaking of our Canadian fans, our Kwanzan fans. How many members of people of color do we have on our list today? Not too many, but there might be a couple. <laughs> I have a, I have a few. Oh yeah, you're right. I well, have people that could be considered that, but I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, please don't judge us. Don't judge us too harshly. Do Australians count? Are any of the Australians in this band I'm about to talk to you like part of the Aboriginal tribes? They might be. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna go with yes. Cool. I don't know who you're talking. It about. It makes me feel better about it. <laughs> I Fuck watch. it. No more laughter. Okay. All right. Anyway, thank you for joining us for our show. We have a great time over here. We'd love Seriously. to have you guys going forward into the new year. So uh number 10 we'll just go ahead and get started we have a lot to talk about for all these albums we have some crossover as we've kind of garnered uh but uh adam we talked about this a couple weeks ago i kind of suspected this was going to be in your top 10 judging based on like how much you enjoyed this album actually who was it it was our friend dave that got us into this band and then like i think you jumped into him first sly withers this is sly withers yes you're quite good at turning me on this is the album overgrown I like this album. Yeah. It was 
it, it was a little too long, obviously. Mm. Could have stood to be a few tracks less. But yes, I gave it a nine out of fourteen. Yeah, that, that's a respectable score. I, I didn't, I didn't feel its length. Not so much for this one. There was a lot of long albums this year. Um, this, I guess, was technically one of them. But I, I just had a great time throughout. Just kind of vibing with the indie alternative punk vibe and the emotional songwriting, the catchy choruses. Mm. It's had, this album kind of has like all of that. And of course, it's got that. Australian flair too. Mm-hmm. Australians, Australia thick. is going to thick Australian accents, and Australia is going to like really just completely take over my music taste one day. They're getting close. We're listening to a lot of Australian bands right now. I so know, yeah, Stand Atlantic too. We talked about them a couple weeks ago. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this was a good, a very good album nonetheless. It was my number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just suffered from being too long too long for me too many tracks yeah. not, not lengthwise just too many tracks yeah they're, 12 they're, tracks would have been great yeah they're they're definitely now kind of shot up there in like a band i'm really interested in going forward too especially with the uh, you know album we, we also checked out the previous work as well gardens is definitely had a huge highlight mm-hmm. um wow what a fantastic album that was but uh this this one is no it's no slouch either i just i just think that uh you know it's I mean, it's in my top 10, so, you know, I don't know why I'm apologizing for it, but uh, <laughs> no yeah, no I, I, I definitely didn't feel its length, um, like I said. Uh, the songs are just overall very enjoyable, and just going through those lyrics, too, just like I love great storytelling, and I love great, um, just, just, just overall married with great songwriting and great musicianship, you know? It's not pushing the boundaries or anything, it's just doing what it does very 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 well sometimes that's all you need mm-hmm. it's like an australian version of arm's length in oh a yeah way. absolutely in a way and yeah and, and is that band australian i don't even know arm's length <laughs> no they're canadian <laughs> yeah they're canadian yeah <laughs> it's close yeah still under the king also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both they both go celebrate the king's birthday at some point yes uh, but yes. uh yeah dude like uh, so again it's just super shocked that this isn't this didn't meet your top 10 i thought I thought it was gonna sit pretty in your top five, even. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I guess you know, you, you just just another just another disconnect as far as like the the length of the album goes, I suppose. But, but I, I see where you're coming from. Still good. I still recommend everybody listen to it. Yeah, I probably absolutely. won't again. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, not too much to say about it anymore. It's just a very enjoyable album. I definitely recommend people just to go check this out if you haven't already. Um, didn't make any of our other friends' lists as well. So Surprisingly. Dave, yeah. we thought... I know he said it was a bop. Yeah. He was digging it. He was digging it even before the album came out. He was just kind of following along with the singles, and that's when we first heard about it. I mean, Static Dress is his sleepwalkers. That's true. So we uh, can't argue with that. Yeah. And this is so different than, than Static Dress. What, uh, what translating the name was for me, Static Dress is for, for Dave. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You keep dunking on Dave. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> he, it's very weighted. Yeah. Like that, that album was too good to fit this album on his yeah. top 10 list. It just weighted it off. That's true. It was number 11, I'm sure. So it's, it's technically his number zero because it was just so good. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, love... Adam, start us off with your okay. number 10. So this is an album that Mike did not listen to. So, but I mentioned earlier that or maybe last two weeks, that my numbers um, 13 through 8 are all 19, or all 9 out of 11 albums. Nice. So it was very difficult to place all five of these 
but this is a band called Third Secret, hmm. which I brought up back in April, I think was when it came out. You got Matt Cameron on drums. Oh, you got Kim Fail. Okay. And another guy from a band called Void on guitar. You got Chris Novoselic on bass. You have two lovely female singers. Do you know where, where they're from, or are they? From they're all from Seattle. Why wouldn't no, they I mean, be from like anywhere the, else? <laughs> not the not the, genre, the, the the singers. Are they from a different band? Oh yes, they're they're from different projects with these guys oh, okay. that they've done. Um, but this album is the self-titled album called Third Secret, and this is the track Winter Solstice. I, it's all coming back to me now. You you explained this. This is their third kind of project as far as like all the bands put together. Yes, they, they've all done different things together. Yeah. Right. So I was very, very surprised by this. I was expecting to hate it, but then I realized, well, I don't hate a lot of things that Kim Thayil does on guitar. So you can hear that Soundgarden guitar-y kind of stuff in the background there. Very vibey. And this is not... Th this is one of the best tracks on the album, but this is not a snapshot of the album. Um, most of it is not this slow, I guess. Yeah, this kind of sounds very interlude-y. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of separates the first and half, the first and second half of the album, maybe. That's, but it's, that's the vibe it gives off. But it's got that. I mean, you just, you can just, you just kind of get lost in it all. And I'd say each track has its own kind of unique personality. It doesn't get very boring, even though it is a pretty long album, mm -hmm. like maybe forty-five to fifty minutes, I'd say. Um, but it, it's just different enough to kind of keep your interest and it closes really well mm. the closing track yellow dress probably one of the best songs of the year Ooh, cool. we'll talk about that another day maybe Very cool. we'll see um, but yeah you just I, I wanted to choose this track because it showcased the beautiful guitar yeah and I, I mean that guitar is definitely kind of it definitely sways you and it kind of kind of creeps you into it right kind of like a like a snake charmer kind of yes, guitar exactly so um yeah if you guys want to give a listen to it i know again we haven't been too high up on guys pushing 60 but <laughs> this was a good representation of guys pushing 60. yeah it sounds like a very year. interesting project at the very least right right I mean, it sounds like it's, it's at least something totally different from what, what we normally check out or, or get recommendations from mm -hmm. at the very least. Now, how'd you hear about this? It's just I was reading an article somewhere. I forgot which website it was and I just scrolled down to the other related articles and it said Soundgarden and Nirvana members drop oh. drop collab album, supergroup album or whatever and I was like, what? This seems like clickbait. <laughs> yeah, and so I clicked on it and it was this and I oh, was like, cool. well, I like most of these people. I might as well give it a listen. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, interesting, man. And I could push it above arm's length and Dayseeker, oddly enough. Wow. Just because I think it, it had a little bit more to do with the legacy side of things. Yeah. Where those bands I mean, that's, are that, still new. Those to are me. musicians that you grew up with and like helped transform your music right. taste overall. And, and as I jump into my number nine, it won't make any sense. How could I say my number nine is any higher than this? I'll, I'll talk about here, that baby. in a few minutes. That's why we're here. <laughs> yes. And that's okay. That's really cool, though. What a cool pick. And yeah, thank you for refreshing my memory because, like, this slipped my mind. And if you had told me, like, hey, have you checked out Third Secret? I would have been like, 
Did you tell me a secret at some point? (laughs) It was the third secret that we don't tell my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I tell your wife everything. Uh, Yeah, cool, man. All right. Very cool pick. Thank you for that. You will recognize everything else I play from here on. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. All righty. Very cool, man. So, uh, you know, we there there were a lot of like standout albums that came out uh, came out this year. We do have some overlap with some of our listeners as well. Uh, you know, a little bit of overlap as far as like our top twenty goes, Adam. Um, but this one was a runaway hit from uh, hmm. all of our friends across the board, and family, and across the board. Play a song I like. Oh, you you'll love this song. This is. Dave's number six album of the year. Mm. This is Thomas's number eight album of the year. Mm. And this is Daniel's number three album of the year. Who do you want to hear from first? Let's go Dave first, because I Dave don't... put it as number six. Oh yeah, that's right. He didn't leave a, a, a <laughs> So Thomas rationale. says here, they did it again. After a great and interesting album in 2019's The Act, the Devil Wears Prada up the ante again with color decay. This album takes everything that makes the band great and amplifies it. I can't say there are any other metalcore acts doing it better right now and innovating so well on their established sound. This fight, I love this fake out, bro. I know. Oh, it's, it's so beautiful. Good. It catches no me way every... They, no way they, they chose to do that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> this so fits good. right into the typical metalcore genre, but stands out due to its excellent hooks and great pacing. And as Daniel's number three, mm. yet another band I did not expect to release one of the best albums of the year. I liked the act, but as the years have gone on, it hasn't held up. This album, though, it takes everything the act did so well and turns it to 11. Mike, Aranica, I never sounded never sounded better than this album, and Jeremy is an all-time high with his vocal performance. The music is a great mix of their metalcore sound and more ex- and the more experimental sounds from Transit Blues and the act. The lyrics written by their guitarists are easily the best the band has ever penned, with some songs like Broken and Cancer being the best songs, best things the band has ever put out. Never would have guessed a band this far into their career would have put out their best material, but yet here we are. Highlight a song, Salt Baby. Salt Baby. You know, when they put out an album like The Act from 2019, you get super nervous for a band, right? Especially a band that has this, this long storied career from like 2007 now. So, you know, 15 years, yeah, going on for this band's career. And it would be so easy for a band senses fail who have been around for almost as long to just True. rest on their laurels and just and just you know get those paychecks from the because you know that like the some you have certain fan bases are just going to eat up everything that you give that they that they mm-hmm. put out right but the, the devil wears prada has lately been experimenting and the fan base has oddly kind of taken to it and not giving them a hard time which is interesting because i guess maybe their music is still considered metalcore i guess it's heavy heavy enough right you know they're not they're not giving them a hard time like Rory rodriguez or something but um you know so you get nervous for an album like the act like is this a one and done thing like this is like some of the best music they've ever written Mm -hmm. um you know maybe maybe daniel thinks it doesn't uh, hold up as much as it did back then because we all uh, lived through z2 we all lived through the like, mighty oh, zucks. Damn it. <laughs> it could have been worse, right? They could have just as easily been like, fuck the act. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, That's what we were expecting coming into this. Yeah. So we pleasantly I'm, surprised. I'm glad that they took all the, they learned all the great lessons from the act and just reapplied it here with Colored Decay. And it, uh, it I, I, and I, we said it then, we'll say it again. This band could fucking coast on this sound for like, 
two more albums. Hopefully. Yeah. At least. <laughs> That's all we ask for from this band, you know? <laughs> all we want is for them to coast. Anything more to say? I said enough two weeks ago as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, uh, I, this was another album that like I um, also upped the score on re-listen to. I, I think I gave it like a you know, 6.5, 7-ish. And then just on re-listen, getting those lyrical themes, getting those uh, like those little cool, like realizing, re-realizing how cool things like that fake out and salt like how fucking cool that shit was mm-hmm. and be like oh that's it's songwriting always. is fucking mwah, top tier so moving on to my number nine so i don't use the term they're back baby you never very say much that. i don't say it hardly <laughs> at all if you know me i never ever say it why but would you say such an embarrassing thing for a band that was once very high on my lists to have tumbled to the depravities of the bottoms to come back and i can say hooray they're back baby i'm gonna just say it right now that i really like this album mm, bear tooth <laughs> close <laughs> but you know when you think of british metalcore oh, who's the band shit, that bro. you want to sound as good as they did in 2014 architect bro whoa when we were young tour now how do i compare this to winter solstice by third secret i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but i'm so happy that this band made an album that i enjoyed listening to again concise hooky i mean i guess some could say it's a nostalgia feel <laughs> they just did what they did they needed to do right and it clicked with me very well consistently yeah. even though i went back and forth the week it came out yeah this um, is another album none of our friends put it on there nope yeah i think i'm the only one that liked it yeah but <laughs> do you remember if any of the other guys like said that they listened to it at all i'm pretty sure all of them did really okay but I don't remember this, this one just hit you it. just uh, this a little bit better than everybody else. Huh? This verse on this track is so good. And this is like track seven, eight, like mm-hmm. like exactly when you're not expecting them to keep like the fucking pedal down. Yeah, it's got a good hooky chorus there. It's like three minutes and twenty seconds, which is all you want to hear it for. Yeah, and it's yeah. It maintains this consistency for you throughout the entire length of it? I think it does. It's not super long like um, right. that album from last year? Yeah, that was that was a little bit too much. Yeah. But this one was, was right on So that last point. album was like super kind of experimental for them, right? Yes. Would so you say an, this kind of fits in that same vein? Or they're no, kind of this stepping is, away from this that? This is just going back to what they always did right. Okay, cool. Like we don't need to do all the overload things. I don't. Did you not get into this one? Too? Uh, no, you listened to this one. I think I listened to it like once. That was it. I think so. Oh wow! It went, didn't it come out like at a busy week or something. It was October, I believe. Okay, so I think I might have been like, okay, well. We talked about it no, on the show. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I I, I said it. Architects, the classic symptoms of. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. So okay, I gave it a six. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was a good step in the right direction. Will they ever do anything similar to it again? I guess we'll find out. This is this is a band too that like they kind of do ride the line of just like coasting on the goodwill of their fans and 
whether or not that like pays off for them creatively speaking in a critical sense that, that, be that, determined. That, that's kind of to be determined right? i know i don't know if people are liking it or not but i don't listen to other people <laughs> <laughs> again in our in our in our bubble glowing reviews at least from one of you know one million people think it's right. a great album so yeah nine out of eleven i was very very shocked by how much fun it was to re-listen to it every time i kept on trying to pick at it like no i want this to be in my my, my middle tier shit yeah but it never could go down that low you tried really hard to put it in your top 20 to 11 and this band kept fucking <laughs> uh you know fighting back man all right so adam has stepped away just for a second but I'm he back, is back baby back baby just like architects <laughs> very good man all right, so my number eight. This is an album that is uh, no stranger to the skinny with Mike and Adam. An uh, album that is not a stranger to us. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's an album that, like, every time that they release new music, hey, we're going to talk about it, bro. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have various thoughts on it. Mm. And uh, what do you call it? Uh, we go back a long ways. Decades, even? Dec- uh not so much, but uh, close. As I'm going to start playing music before I... We're the entering are all our, over the place, but... Uh, this is our second decade as a podcast. That's true. <laughs> the skinny X. X! <laughs> Double X. We're getting there. Triple X. Oh. So, yeah, great songwriter overall. Uh, you know, this is following up from one of our favorite albums from 2019, Sleep Talk. Uh, this is Dark Sun by true. Day seeker nice. again another album that kind of swept as far as like all of our friends on discord go uh dave put this at his number seven daniel put this at his number eight and thomas kind of put this at number 17 so you know it's still in the top 20 right and mine was number 11 <laughs> yeah from two weeks ago exactly so, so it's it so me it's and tom don't know what we're them. talking about we're exactly. just we're, we should probably get help <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what good songwriting is thomas says uh, a bit of a step down from the incredible, in the incredible and all-time sleep talk. However, this is an incredible emotional journey. I actually like the sound change, and I feel like this album lacked the bangers from the band's previous albums. I agree on the bangers part, you know, but the album's going for something different. Right. right? It's it's a, it's a different type of uh, album. Um, let's see. We already talked about it on Daniel's end, and uh, so I guess I'm left. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, Dark Sun, dude. Like it. it, it admittedly jarring at first you know i I expected sleep talk part two Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day i'm glad we did not get sleep talk part two maybe we need a little bit of a distance before we kind of tread that familiar ground again and i'm glad that you know he kind of blended like the side project sensibilities with hurt wave with this because uh you know he's a talented dude and and, um, whether that was a conscious effort or maybe that the, the songwriting just kind of went that way because of the emotional impact of the themes that he wanted to talk about but whatever the case may be like it was a successful album overall it's an emotional gut punch from from start to finish a lot of heavy subject matter a lot of talk about new life life that is no longer with us a lot of uh, a lot of self-deprecation a lot of self-doubt and uh you know all the things that like those of us with anxious minds go through and, uh, you know, and it doesn't help that, like, you know, people that you love are no longer with us. And that, that, that would definitely affect you in a very significant way. And, right. of course, the, couple that with the, with the new life, too. So it's just emotionally positive, emotionally 
negative and sorrowful. It's just a bittersweet album from start to finish, and I think it's a, it's very successful. And um, and we get fucking heavy ass moments like this with, exactly. with Neon Gray. So it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a fucking full on metalcore banger like like oh my fuck to this, you know. But like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a, it's a little oh my fuck to this, and then like a little bit later, like oh I'm gonna go into the corner and cry a little bit. Right. This. Yeah, while think I'm about death. naked. Right. Think about death. Yeah. And there's my child over there. I should probably go take care of her. Put, put some clothes on. <laughs> God, like the 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 infinite creativity that uh, comes out of Rory Rodriguez is 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 just a sight to behold, and we're kind of think I'm, I'm really thankful that like we kind of when it got on this band's side and. You know, gradually, I know you were like super into them, like right when you first started checking them out. Right. But it took Waking me a little dreaming, while. Sinking yeah. is rising, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something's over there. We're also <laughs> over here. Day is seeking. Night has been sought. Right. Because I believe that was my number four album of 2017. Yeah. Somewhere in my top ten. But now Sleep Talk, my number 11 of that year. Oh, that's and right. Then yeah. This one is number eleven this year. Yeah, so it's 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 still staying consistent. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Can't wait for, until they crest that top ten, I baby. Know. All right, let me bring up my next sad, sad, sad album for the year. My number eight, eight, right? Uh, yes, you are number eight. Okay. Clickety clackety clickety. So. I don't often say they're back, baby. Hmm. But in this case, I'm going to say it just this once. One of these days, you're going to have to explain what this back baby is. One of these days, I will explain it. But, you know, for an artist that, I don't know, I know I was late to the game on. Obviously, they've made some good albums along the way. And then some not so good albums. And we sat and waited and waited for the next potentially great album to come out. (laughs) And boy... Were we surprised this year when this one came out? But holy shit, Mike, are you ready to take a sad journey through middle age? Make me sad, baby. Make me sad. I decided to choose a happy song. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) But this album is so happy, yet... Dashboard confessional. Sad at the same time. Also, did you know this album came out this year? Did it? <laughs> I, as much as I again wanted to pick at it and hate it and lump Dashboard with bands I used to like, this album continued to speak with me, and I think it's it. That's all it is. It's a perfect snapshot of being at a point in your life, in your middle age, and he did it the right way, not yeah. in a stupid stupid way not in a i'm trying to re i mean speaking of a band that like you know when when he was much younger that like a lot of like young people like clasped onto his music right so like so yeah the fact that he's not doing that is such a fucking relief Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) wow and he writes perfect songs that paint perfect pictures about being at that stage of life and it's like oh i I don't know why i can relate to this because he's singing about like being married and having kids and it not always being so great all the time like oh i don't know that's just uh, i don't know i just for some reason i i I like that and then that (laughs) and then that and and then you know the exact opposite of that that song fucking me and mine dear god just about like that full-on like romanticized version of it in your head 
everything that's great about parenthood. Everything that you see, all Not your hopes. Par- that whole song is just perfect family life. The perfect family, and yeah. And there's all these other songs about it not being great. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got a song like Southbound and Sinking, which is all just... This album's called All the Truth That I Can Tell, by the way. Yes. So, since this one hits that emotional level pretty consistently for all 40 minutes or so, I, I had to put it above... Very cool, man. Above Architects. <laughs> 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 but it's but it, it's it's the best of my nine out of elevens just for that reason because yeah. I think I was just like well this is the one that speaks to me with where I'm at in my life right now yeah so it's gonna have that little bit of a bump so just that much emotional, as I fucking hate it <laughs> so just that emotional connection to the, the songwriting is enough to carry it not just into your top ten but like I, I'm, I'm sure we talked about this when it first came out too like the the idea of it musically regressing back to its mm-hmm. older day to the older style that the chris caraba's music was that a factor at all into your judgment of the album i don't know if, the, if these have been like full band songs if they would have been that much worse or better mm. i just know that i liked the songs consistently yeah pretty much all the way through yeah and, and at this point in chris caraba's career he doesn't need to prove anything to no. anybody you know He's gonna collab. He's gonna song. He's gonna songwrite with like other songwriters. Maybe he is a songwriter. He maybe like he produces or sells you know, do, songs. Do you think to, he writes songs? I'm not sure. I have to ask. <laughs> but after the huge turd pile that was Crooked Steps from 2018, there, there were some good songs in there. There were some good songs in there. Yeah. Yes, but it was not a step in the in the right direction. We were expecting. I was expecting All pure, the pure shit oh, really? <laughs> coming out, coming into this one. So oh, this one, okay. yeah. And I was not, I was, I was n- not disappointed. If that's the right way to put it, <laughs> I was appointed with this. Yes, yes, quite well. So. And to think, like we could have just easily not listened to the song. No, was... Had you just like what randomly checked on Dashboard Confessional, right? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. looked at his Twitter. It was like, oh, hey, I announced three months ago my album comes out. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> Very cool, dude. But I think all the songs are good in their own way. The two songs I don't like are just kind of like, eh, they're just not my thing. Yeah, that was my main criticism, though, is just uh, I-, I loved how the music of his career just kind of progressed up to where it was and altered the ending. And then, um, you know, Crooked Teeth or whatever it was called. Steps. Crooked Steps. Was it really Crooked yeah. Steps? Okay. I mean, that was like kind of a follow-up to Alter the Ending from like seven years later, but like... Good Lord, it had been a long time. It was a long time, yeah. yeah. I mean, because he had so many projects in between too. So like, yeah, I, I just wanted kind of a culmination of all that and for him to sound like, oh, this is Dusk and Summer again, which is like not a bad thing right again he doesn't have to prove himself to anybody but right. like you're you're right like the, that idea is like he's just sharing his life story and he's doing it in the best way he knows how to with his sad guitar yes you know and, that's and cool. it worked and it's not all sad all the time no like he can write songs that sound sad that are still very happy songs which yeah is... that kind of jaunty nature <laughs> yeah. of it. yeah he's like the opposite brian fallon yeah <laughs> <laughs> he writes happy songs that fucking make me die inside but in a good way right in a good way. so you just like kind of get lost in the lyrics and 
all of a sudden 40 minutes goes by and you're like, wow, that was a fun journey. Right on, dude. Cool, cool. Right on. I'm glad I right. spoke to you in, in the way that it did. But again, it's interchangeable with my number 30 album. Like one track difference, I can kick it back down to my 20s. It just so fast. on the mood. I fucking, you, you're lucky to be here, Karaba. If you're, <laughs> if you're mad at your daughter on one day, yeah. boom, all the way down to 30. All the way down. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Karaba. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> all right, buddy. So we are here, my number... Seven. All right. Seven. Okay. Talk about albums that you're nervous about going into. You know, I enjoyed the this band's previous album. This band had a has had a rocky history. A lot of a lot of member changes or significant member changes. Oh, you know, dance, and, uh, dance. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> you're number seven, really. <laughs> uh, a lots a lots changed since two year two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, significant member changes, and you don't know like how much longer is this band going to be around? Are they just kind of coasting? Are they just wasting our time mm-hmm. uh, here? Probably, probably, <laughs> but not this time. Oh, okay. We're here to say, at least for this band, they're here to stay, and they're you know their album from two years ago, kind of a big statement with their new with their new lead singer. And we felt like, well, that's good, but like, is he a good songwriter though? I can't tell. And then he says things in interviews like, I gave it my all songwriting wise. And I'm like, best I could possibly do. Here being a fucking prick, like, oh, is that that right, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) But no, Rain City Drive with their self titled album this year. Mm, So good. So good. Can't wait for you to talk about it. I did. It's my number 22 album. That's right, you did. (laughs) Fuck. Two weeks ago was a long time ago. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, this also ended up on Daniel's year-end list. Is number 19, so I'm just kind of right there with you. All right, cool. I really liked To Better Days, the previous album, but I am glad the band oh. stepped it up this time around. The album is amazingly consistent, and Matt, Matt McAndrew has really come into his own. I feel good about this band's future with him at the helm. Hooks for Days. Hooks for Days, that is The highlighted correct. track here is Blood Runs Cold. Yeah, dude. Like, I think this was just a, just like you said with Dashboard Confessional. This, this this album was just consistently good throughout. And uh, you know, sometimes I get really surprised, like this opening track here with this, how good the chorus I is. I was like in shock when I heard this opening track. Like, yeah. oh, I guess this does have a potential to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and it does maintain the. Cr- I know they're trying to be a different band at this point. They even changed their name, but they do kind of maintain that, uh, that kind of vibe with Slaves. How that super crunchy guitar with that soaring kind of R&B vocals to juxtapose it. Mm-hmm. They do that here and there. Uh, you know, they're definitely trying to stray away from that from their from their past music, of course, and they're right to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they kind of maintain it that they maintain that identity. You know, and it, again, this album's just consistently good. Wasn't too sure about where I would place it this year. I was kind of thinking it was going to be in the 15s, 16s, mm. kind of hoping that, like, oh, the end of the year, that's where all the fucking banger albums are going to be. But, uh, no, I mean, nope. like, this is, I think this is plenty fine on my uh, top 10 albums of the year. Um, you know, it, it didn't hit as hard for the rest of our friends as well. I mean, Daniels is number 19. Hey, you're, you're number for, 22. Me, for me, it's a success nonetheless. Yeah. Again, I, it could bump up to number eight on again, one particular just day. Just wait till your daughter's up. <laughs> uh, you and your, you're upset at your daughter's. This is going to be your number exactly. 10. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm hoping for good things to come from this band into the future. Yeah. For sure. I just hope that they just don't keep leaning on 
what they know how to do and just continue to push themselves musically, lyrically, vocally as well. Because um, I think mm-hmm. as much as I liked Two Better Days, uh, I think this blows it out of the water. What was, what was that track in the middle that you weren't so big on? It was like the rapping one. Uh, from Two Better Days? Or no, this one? from this album. I don't remember the name of it. Okay, because uh, I remember liking that song so much and you were just like, oh, that song is terrible. Yeah, I've come around. I've come around on that song, okay. uh, thankfully. That was uh, a good song. Yeah, I know. it was good. It was. I can't it, remember it, the name of it now, but... But yeah. it was like super jarring. It was like, oh no, he's he's trying to rap. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a success. It's only like two and, two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's a short it's song. Yeah. All right. We're getting into the fun of it. We're having a good time. We're done with Dashboard. Okay. So this next band, I am so glad that we're listening to. And all we can do is thank our friends for bringing it bringing it to our forefront and there's a lot of tracks on this album that i really like i'm just gonna pick this one because i really like it reminds me of other bands perhaps Mm. but the hooks on this album mm, they're jumping high they're jumping up high there's no way this album would be any less the number seven because it has that little bit of a push over the rest of that giant heap yeah of pretty good albums but slowly 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 with the daisy chain album daisy chain right as i kept on listening to it because it did come out November, late in the year yeah. yeah november 4th i think it was but i just kept on like revisiting it even after that first week and it's like these hooks are so good this is this is adult contemporary kind of shit with a little bit of an edge a little bit yeah. of a crunch and um again besides that song god and that song medicine those are kind of like the low points mm-hmm. but then it comes back up and holy shit that moving train song featuring dashboard confessional that's right because <laughs> caraba making one, a comeback baby one of the best tracks of the year oh absolutely we'll see if it gets to the top 12 yeah. it's definitely there are you building your list or have you started yes i have about 40 songs right <laughs> to whittle down right at this on. point but as i kept on listening to my number one album i kept on adding more songs to my <laughs> list but right now we're talking about slowly slowly dave introduced us to this band in 2020 i'd, I'd say this is better than race car blues too and i really like that album yeah yeah i i, I i'm still i still think they're about on even ground as far as like the you know the, the recent albums for me but uh when i'm listening to this i'm always thinking like oh yeah this is much better than race car blues and then it, you know if i listen to race car blues i'm like oh this is much better than daisy jane <laughs> so i'm still kind of struggling with like my placement as far as like where their discography goes but i feel like it's probably not going to get too much better than this like this is probably i mean they're they're writing this high tier right now mm. Why I don't do you think, think that's gonna is? jump you, up. You think creatively they're just kind of And then this little this little like guitar solo slash breakdown. I don't know what to call this part right here. I know with the bridge with the, the atmosphere in the mm-hmm. background. Oh. It's a lot of cool atmosphere stuff. So if you haven't listened to this band yet, it's say it's about that time. Yeah, this band is just kind of like a under the radar, just they're just doing their own thing and people who check them out are are, are loving their shit they're on unified also you know kind of a under the radar type of label as well but you know some of the stuff that comes out of them uh, comes out of that label like ends up sometimes being our favorite albums of the year exactly so my number seven keep up the good work slowly slowly 
And Dave, you got some good recommendations out there. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to forget that. Stay tuned, Dave. You might he might come around on Static Dress. It's been a couple weeks. <laughs> he could just take it out of his dumpster and place it, and just replace it into his top ten. You never I could. know. I could. Stay tuned, Dave. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dave's number three album of the year, by the way. Wow. Excellent. All right. Number six. Number six for, for the... me. And I and I think that's, yeah, that's the end of that song. So let's see. Uh, my notes are a little out of order here, but I think we're good to go. All right. I have you to thank, my friend, for this next Uh-oh. album. Oh, no. And when you first described that you were listening to this, apparently this band's also pretty big also because, like, I, I was, you know, when I was building my playlist, I was kind of going through the albums and I was checking like, oh, which song am I going to put this? At least for the songs from this album, there's, it's in the millions. This band is like huge. Oh. And then I remembered like a few months ago, I went to Hot Topic, the lead singer of this artist, yeah. the lead singer of this band. Yeah. It's fucking a pop figure. <laughs> Ghost, bro. This album. Imperia. Yes. <laughs> Where the hell did this band come from is all I can you say. You tell me. You yeah, don't want to check no. them out. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I can't imagine a world without them. Him. At this point. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. But, and again, you, you described them. Like, we're going to talk about them in a bit, I'm sure. But uh, you, when you talked about them, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, a demonic mm-hmm. like praise music praise for Satan? Music for Satan? Well, Just, I'm like, I'm like, as the like the little the young angry atheist in me is I'm like, hey, hey fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but I'm like the logical side of me, like, there's no way that could sound good. No. And like, they make it work. They make it oh work. Oh my god, this is this is so. Just in that that opening track of. Uh, Kassarian or whatever it's called. Yeah. And he says, far away from the stench of the heavens. Yeah. It's like right there, you're like, yep, that's right. Heaven sucks. <laughs> Take that, Take heaven. That. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the fucking high concept the themes of this project and the way that like this theme, the themes have been like, um, uh, you know, kind of gone throughout. Like, how long? Has Ben been around like 2010? 2010, I believe, 2010? was the first yeah. one. So, like, the way that they've been able to consistently keep that theme and, like, still kind of play around with the musical mm-hmm. genres here and there while still remaining in that, uh, like, arena rock thematic, like, big, heavy glam metal. It's bizarre. And it's I, so I, fucking weird. I don't bro. know how we, like, missed this band for the last <laughs> decade as well. Which is strange, too, because, again, like, I was, I was going through making a playlist for the show and, like, this band's big. They're mm-hmm. in the millions. Yeah. What's going on? I they don't got know. pop figures. I, it's strange. You know who else has a pop figure? Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's huge. He's huge. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 what else do you feel about this album? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Because, like, I, I, the, 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 the big surprise of, like, myself checking this out and be like, uh, you know, going into it with that snarkiness, like I'm gonna prove Adam wrong. He's gonna be—he's so stupid. <laughs> <This TV. laughs> well, but I felt then, that way about the person who told me about this band, who's like this—you know—you know, mom mm-hmm. of a ten-year-old, yeah. who's just like, oh, I like listening to. I don't, I don't know how you feel about Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I love but it. They're she called has to like... Ghost, and they 
that song's about Satan, kind of. But listen to these couple of songs that aren't so much about Satan. <laughs> this is someone from your work? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the fact that, like, I love that she had to start a conversation. Exactly. Like, I don't know how you feel about Satan. But. <laughs> and, like, as soon as I jumped in, like, the opening track on their first album, and it's just like, Lucifer. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I'm going to like this. <laughs> so uh, the, nobody else placed this on their list, uh, but I do. we do cast some Daniel thoughts from our friend Daniel. Daniel buried it in his freaking towards the bottom of his list right but what he said though after i asked him like oh because i told him like oh i got whiplash seeing how low that you put uh, imperia by ghost and then he's like well like and he and he said and i think he's i think it's a valid criticism that like oh the like, it just kind of got annoying after he said a it got grading over grading time. yeah yeah that so, was the last adjective that i felt yeah <laughs> throughout so, the year listening to this including but like now. i can understand somebody coming from that perspective and like feeling that way about this album it is gimmicky but like i'm i think the gimmick it's like if works. you don't like cool 80s guitar solos maybe <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah but like i think the gimmick works i think the gimmick is still fresh i don't know how i'd feel about it if i was a fan of theirs since 2010 though so true i don't know so maybe it would have been like because I, I after i fell in love with imperia I was like, I'm gonna check out everything. It's all fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I loved everything. Yeah. And you know, I have a, Imperial has a special place in my heart. So it's probably my favorite just because like, that's the one that surprised me the most. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all their shit is good. All of their shit yeah. is good. I mean, especially, yeah, yeah, exactly. I still think prequel is a little bit better, but there's a fucking yeah. sax solo in it. There's a fucking pushes, sax solo, bro. <laughs> pushes it over the edge. So the song is very long, and all the songs are pretty long, so I'm going to let yeah. it fade out right here. It is kind of a long album, but it that's is. okay. But, uh, yeah, dude, like if you want just a good gimmicky album, and I don't mean that in like a disparaging way, like check out Imperia by Ghost. Uh, I'm glad I did. Uh, it might be... It might rub you the wrong way, just like Adam's coworker said. Like, I don't know how you feel about Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel negative things about Satan, then like maybe you won't like this album. All right. So this next artist needs no introduction because we have been gloating for quite some time now. It feels like, like a decade, but it hasn't been that long. Um, I like this album a lot. I'm surprised. It ended up at number six. Mm. Um, And I think it was just the sheer vastness of how many tracks it was. And the fact that only two of those tracks were thumbs down for me. Mm -hmm. So kind of brought the percentage down. I'm shocked this is this low too. I'm going to say it's not a perfect album. Right. But I'm going to play Miranda by Frank Turner off of FTHC mm. because I think this song summarizes what the album is. Yeah. It's a beautiful journey. Journey through life in just what? How long is the song? Like three, three something minutes? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. 358. So it's like, and just so that. Go ahead. This, this album has its beginning party elements. It has self-deprecation. It has... Hey, I'm going to forgive my father because it turns out that he'd been living a lie his entire life or her life. And then it ends on the beauty of his relationship succeeding and him happily, nostalgically leaving his hometown. It's it's great. It's great, but there's just a couple of tracks that that bring it down for me, and that's okay. Yeah, there's a couple of tracks (laughs) that don't both live up to the emotional impact of some of the other songs but also I, I feel like they're just kind of filler yeah they're kind of just filler and 
The tracks that fit here are great. This is not one of my top songs of the year, although there are other songs from this album. It's a very that, interesting song, too, right? Man. And, and again, the more I, I sat with this song through the year and thought about it and how crazy that must have been for him to go through and then be able to write a song and sing it to your dad when you're yeah. on stage in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Like that's the whole concept that that's a no, life not many people in the that, world yeah. will ever experience. You and I will never <laughs> experience, but like, I'm glad that like, and he was also, and Frank was also able to like really succinctly put all of his thoughts and feelings into this song without any anger, all of his anger. And he says it too. Like all my anger was set aside and just mm-hmm. tell the story and, yes. and and it wasn't in a disparaging way it wasn't in a judgmental way i mean frank never comes off as like a like a bigot anyway right but right. like it but like this could have been easily like he could have made, easily made this about himself and be like well i don't know how to feel about this and like i was so confused mm-hmm. about my dad you know uh, you know transitioning or whatever the case may be but like it's such a beautiful song well written and like it, it, it's heartfelt and uh, you can say that about the entire album oh yeah I mean, every song has its feel and its place, and the bluntness just helps that factor, and that's who he is. Um, this album also ran the gamut through our friends. This was another oh, yeah. like uh, this was another album that everybody placed. Dave put this at his number eight. We got Daniel here at number fifteen. Calling it now, I have this album lower than every anyone else this year. Probably he does. This was hovering around eleven for me for oh, a really? long time. So he still would have had this lower than you. <laughs> yeah. Despite that, I think we can all agree this album is pretty darn good. Frank Turner has a unique style that fits him perfectly, and the man can write some lyrics. Uh, some of the most unique lyrical ideas I've ever heard, from heartwarming, heartwarming to gut wrenching, and everything in between. I intend to check out the albums I've missed in the coming year because this guy is just great. Highlighted track, Miranda. There you go. Uh, Thomas also placed this, but. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. Because uh, <laughs> somebody else might have placed this. As well. I don't know. I mean, we, we I talked about no it. You, you mentioned it already a couple weeks ago. I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I so, might have yeah. changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm. I mean, this dude is just on our radar, and if he ever writes something I'm unhappy with, I'll be very sad. But yeah, unlikely though. If I, I'm calling if, it now. If, unlikely. If we, if we had been listening to him consistently for those two albums in the middle that i'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. i would have been feeling disappointed oh yeah but then we would have gotten the arc of him like oh he's back baby and then no man's land would have uh, taken us to that pinnacle Woo, no man's land daniel if you're listening to this listen to no man's land you're gonna love Tape deck heart baby Tape deck heart mm. and Frank well, there Turner. you go. <laughs> FTSH. Number five. Number five for me. This was, it was your number one album for a long time. For a long time. So, you know, thankfully, <laughs> I've had some albums that, like, I've come around on and, you know, I thought I've enjoyed a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, just on a consistent basis. This is also Thomas's number six album of the year. After being exposed to, te- uh, to Frank Turner's music last year, I have to say that something, I have to say that something has not just clicked with me for his albums lyrical content and themes that i enjoy is certainly there but something about the music just kept me from really enjoying the full album that all changed when i listened to fthc it could be that this album has some more up tempo uh, than the other albums i have heard or that the themes hit closer to home but i was absolutely blown away by fthc 
Much of the album focuses on Frank's tumultuous relationship with his father, a theme that I relate to heavily. I found myself tearing up during uh, multiple songs on this album, a rare thing for me. Mm. This album mixes up the punk bangers that, uh, with really heartfelt songs about Frank's relationships, uh, like his father, his friends, and his city, in a way that keeps the pacing tight, an issue that I had with previous Frank Turner releases. Uh, favorite tracks, Miranda, and uh, a song I really don't like at all, that I hate actually, uh, Wave Across the Bay. That's a that song. That song is awful. That song is fucking awful, <laughs> and it could jump off a bridge. And anybody who <laughs> likes it is a gay one. <laughs> oh my god, that song. I mean, it's like it had to be there. Like there was no mm, way we were gonna. Of course, he put that fucking song there. Yeah. Fucking Frank. <laughs> like we were gonna get out of this album without like a deep, fucking emotional. Yeah. And Whatever. Like, <laughs> this song here is a great highlight for me to haven't been doing so well too because he, he's doing that thing that I, we love that that Brian Fallon does where he's like happy happy go lucky jaunty <laughs> yes. song that's yes. like I'm cripplingly depressed <laughs> isn't it great <laughs> you can be too oh <laughs> uh, dude yeah um, you, you you hit the nail on the head though as the album as a whole though it's still kind of you know. Especially on re-listen and re-listen and re-listen and re-listen. I'll do it a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, there's some filler in here that, like, I think drags the album down just mm-hmm. a little bit. They are bad songs, but I think, you know, with the strength of all the songs surrounding them, they kind of bog the album down just a bit. Just a little bit. It's just, like, that much too long, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, yeah. that, where we were in February, we wanted it all. Like, yeah. just put all my veins yeah, exactly. including the acoustic the acoustic renditions yeah those acoustic tracks are pretty and you good were totally the bonus tracks. fucking right about zeitbeast i know i haven't mentioned this since february yeah about it being like part of youth culture yeah and i thought it was just about his dog <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as i figured that out it made it an even better song and yeah. i know that was you didn't care for that song too yeah, much yeah that song is still kind of jarring and i'm kind of glad it's, it's still a bonus track it's you a, know? it's a good bonus track for sure but i liked it even more putting all those little pieces together about culture in general yeah and it just kind of goes to show like frank is such a a a clever and well-spoken lyricist and it just and it makes his music and it elevates his music to better to to more than what it's just you listen to on first impression right and uh, yeah and there's so much more on re-listen to check out and like dive deep into the lyrics and then you can throw away tracks like you know wave across the bay because that song fucking sucks yeah nobody should listen to that song oh gross (laughs) (laughs) so more from frank i'm sure to come in the coming episodes (laughs) i hope you're okay with that america ew (laughs) so i think I liked this next album more than all y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I think is I know surprising. What it is. Um, because you guys really like this band and their history, but I know I don't say it at all, but I'm going to say this one time. Are they back, baby? Not our bodies. Holy shit, bro. Our minds. (laughs) So I don't say it often, but for reals, they're back, baby. (laughs) And I fucking love this album. When did they leave? (laughs) 2009? (laughs) I guess technically they did. This is Alexis on fire, baby. Otherness. The otherness. Yeah. Dark Night of the Soul is what we're listening to right now. This track is like buried in the middle of the album. And after like several tracks that I'm like really high on, 
I was, I'm not expecting, like, I, I'm always expecting to hate this song when it comes up, but it's like, it's long, it's close to five minutes, I think, total. Yeah, there's a couple long tracks yeah. on this album. And I, I don't know why, but I think, like, everything just kind of, like, worked on this album. There's only one track that I gave a thumbs down to. I gave this a 9 out of 10. This album seems to be on nobody's list. Nobody <laughs> so, nobody placed it, yeah. And, um, it's a weird year. <laughs> I know. And I, I, I was surprised, definitely going back to it. Because I know I listened to it and enjoyed it back in August, maybe, when it came out? I can't remember exactly. But, um, but yeah, going back to it, I was just like, whew! There's a lot of songs on here that I enjoy. And this this track just seems to have that like really cool build up um, over the course of the five minutes. And I'm yeah. just like, cool. I, 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 I wasn't there for this band in their history. I listened to those albums. I like Crisis. That's a good album. I like Old Crows and Young Cardinals. Yeah. Really good album. This song gives me like hardcore Crows and Cardinals vibes. And I had re-listened to those albums right before this came out, and was like, "Oh shit, that's right. This is a really good band." Yeah. And it just like kind of like nicely brought me back into one of the rare band, one of the rare bands that can kind of like continue to coast on their sound and just continue so. to do it very well every time. So I know you kind of you didn't say too much about this a couple weeks ago, right? I just kind of mentions. passed it over because I didn't I didn't list it, but yes. yeah, I was slightly disappointed, uh, you know, listening to it because. They also released a couple of singles uh, a couple of years ago, too, and those were really good, and then we got kind of nothing, mm-hmm. and then the band kind of quietly put this album out a little bit. It and, seemed like it. Daniel yeah. was the one that kept us very informed. And again, didn't end up on Daniel's list. Right. <laughs> Even though he mentioned how much he enjoyed it. Yeah. But and it's just okay. one of those albums. I just, you know, I, there was just 20 albums that, uh, and, and I, again, this is just missed the threshold. Yep. 6.5. Just missed the threshold for me. So... Like, uh, I'm sure um, editing this episode, putting the song in, in, in into the into the mix of, mm-hmm. our, of of what you're listening to right now, folks. Uh, like, I'm gonna re-listen to this album again and be like, Fuck, I mean, this, Adam's right." And, and I was listening to this, and I was getting that same vibe when we saw Gaslight play "Stay Vicious." Yeah, where it's just like this wall of. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting this I get song a now. lot. I get, I get music. <laughs> so that just kind of like helped, especially after like the first five tracks or so before it are so good. Um, and I think maybe track eight or nine is the one I'm not too mm-hmm. keen on. But good album. Yeah. They're back, baby. Yeah. Again, another kind of nobody's really talking about this album. So it's kind of going in under the radar. Mm-hmm. Adam's here to tell you. It's good. It's number five, baby. It's good. It's good. It's album. a top five of the year. Album. Top five. Woo! That much better than Frank. Oh, you take that, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> I love this guitar right here. Oh my I know, God, and so it just kind of just vibes out, and it's mm-hmm. gonna come right back in a little, little, like a minute later. So, and good. it's a long album. It's fifty minutes, I think. Yeah. So and you I have think to kind of be that's prepared. That's kind of where I was like, it's like, oh, it's a little too long for its for its own good, I think. But uh, all right. So if Adam needs to take a pee pee poo poo break. Uh, for a little bit while I talk a little bit about the next album. Uh-oh. I don't think he has much too much to say about uh, Ethel Kane's Preacher's Daughter. Please tell me about it, and I'll be back in 72 minutes. Yeah, when this <laughs> song is over. Just this one song. This is the song American Teenager. Uh, this was Daniel's number 10 album. Where do you think this was on Thomas's? 
I know you read it already. I know. I, I would have. He already mentioned that his number two would be in my dumpster fire. Okay. So I knew yeah. that's where it would be. Number two for <laughs> Thomas. I'm going to read Daniel's here first. Uh, you all knew it would be on here somewhere. Honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't higher. But despite this being a great album, it did suffer from being too long in the second half. I agree. A little bit. Little uh, bit. If this album had a, had ended at Hard Times or even Gibson Girl, this would have been my number one. Hmm. Still, despite those minor issues, this album is great. The music is fantastic. Ethel's voice have Ethel's voice vocals have incredible range, and the lyrics are some of the best I've heard all year. Introspective, dark, full of Americana, faith struggles, and familial drama. Yes, please. <laughs> songs like Family Tree, uh, Western Nights are some of the most grim songs of the year with the haunting atmospheric presence. I, eager, I eagerly await more from this artist. Highlighted track, Family Tree, which may be coming to an episode. Well, I played that song last week. Yes, you did. Uh, you would Sleeping have. with Sirens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Number two on Thomas's Number top two. ten albums of the no, year. And what was it for Daniel? I'm sorry. Number ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> a stunning work of Southern Gothic dark Americana. Ethel Kane grew up as a transgendered woman in the Deep South and the child of a preacher. You can imagine the thematic content of this album just based on that sentence. Ethel Kane weaves in tales of questioning faith, loving a father who doesn't love you back, and the heartbreak through throughout 75 dark. Seven, I'm sorry. And the heartbreak throughout 75 dark, depressing minutes. Due to its length, it does tend to drag a bit for me, particularly in the middle. Seems to be everybody's uh, kind of consensus mm-hmm. there. However, the songwriting is strong throughout, and Ethel Kane has an incredible voice that matches the dark tone of the music. Uh, favorite tracks, A House in Nebraska, also might be coming to a feature episode of you, and uh, Telomia, Patelomia. That song is frightening. That song is fucking frightening. <laughs> and that final track, oh man, do you love getting eaten by strangers? I sure do. Oh boy. Not strangers. Oh, a, 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 a man you want to fuck? <laughs> a man that you were in a relationship with? Yeah. Uh, Sold you into prostitution. (laughs) I'm playing the song uh, American uh, Teenager, which I think is a great uh, thematic representation of the entire album. Uh, Lyrically, musically. I mean, the musically, it kind of runs the gamut of like Mm -hmm. emotion and tones and atmospheric things like that. Um, I'm more than excited to hear her next album mm -hmm. as well. Just because I'm like, there's something here, definitely. It's just not there for me yet. Yeah, it's so. just saying that kind of like the, that musician, mu- musical aptitude of the album that just didn't click with you overall. Yeah, more or less. Okay, yeah. I've, I'm all in. This isn't normally like a genre that I touch on, like that kind of dark Americana stuff. But um, if you, you give me... You will be. Huh? <laughs> you will be. Oh, <laughs> uh, Disney movies. Uh, but, but like, if you give me a good story and a good through line and something to grasp on, holy shit, you can you can be fucking an album full of whale sounds, and like I'm gonna be all there with like just like empathizing with the story and like reading through the lyrical content and just 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 being enthralled by somebody's life experiences that I will never experience but and but like but like sympathize for and like feel for in like really heavy ways and um yeah and, and admittedly it is a little slow but despite all that the strengths of the songs that I love 
elevate this album to what it to what it would normally you know be like oh i don't like like four of these songs right or i think some of these songs are just kind of okay put it at number 18 right mm-hmm. but like the, the the strength of the songs and the overall storytelling and the frightening nature of some of these songs and like the way again like loving a father who doesn't love you back God damn it. do you know how to get me do you know how to get me on your side? I don't know album? why 22-year-old girls just understand me so well. <laughs> exactly. Adam just needs the approval of uh, 14-year-old girls. I need the approval of like 22-year-old girls. I, I know. I don't know if, which one is worse. But <laughs> well, yeah, Good. Ethel Kane. Woo! I mean, I'm I'm excited for the future, but I, I uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it, it you got your whole life to write your first album, and you got nine months right. to write your next one. I know. So. I'm just going to jump into my number four here. An album, dare I say, I was not going to listen to this year. Sometimes those are the best ones. I had never heard of much of this band before this year. Random Mike comments. And then I was given a gift. I was given a gift two weeks ago Aww. that I'm holding in my hand right now. <laughs> it's called with... The Amory Wars by Claudio Sanchez. Mm. And I'm going to read it when I get around to it. Because holy shit, did this band take me into a whole other world this year? Coheed in Cambria with uh, Vaxis 2. Oh, oh. And, and the rest. And the rest <laughs> of it. You know, you look it up. <laughs> um, yeah. Daniel just randomly posts, Adam, check out this track. You might like this band. If you don't, then fucking flush them. And I was just like, I'll take you up on that offer here in I think I might want me some of that band. Right. I forgot when it came out. And I listened to the the track that he posted. Not this one. But I was like, I am am intrigued. I'm going to get in. I'm going to listen to this album. By the end of the week, I was loving this album. (laughs) And I was like... This, this band's only got nine other albums. I could do that. I could do that. Mike's never said a good lick of word about this band once. And boy, did it take me on a journey that I'm so excited that I did. And I mean, it's just one of those things that you wish could happen every year. Tell me which band I'm going to get into this heavily. Yeah, absolutely. Please, right? so I don't waste my time not on only bands you, that I'm not. Yeah, you're not, you're not only getting going got into their whole discography but god damn it you're gonna get into the novels too <laughs> <laughs> By looks gum, interesting. you're gonna get into the novels i'm like seven pages in looks interesting <laughs> <laughs> but this album in and of itself again not even being their best of their entire discography um and learning that like this is the band at their most experimental at this point and you oh, yeah. looking at some videos and reading the comments and they were just like, isn't it interesting how this band like changed their sound and none of us seemed to mind? <laughs> Somebody put that as a comment on YouTube for one of their videos. <laughs> and it's just like, the hooks are there, it's metal, there's a storyline through it, the stories you, get a lot simpler. And you can get, you can take it, you can take it or leave it. Because mm-hmm. also you jumped into this album not knowing any of that goddamn shit and you still fell in love with it. That's true. As a reminder, this is Daniel's number 11 album of the year and Thomas's number 20. Number 20. And yours? It was a, My number you, eight? You mentioned it. Nin- 19. 19. Okay. It wasn't just a mention. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything is, is there that I needed to hear. And it's, it's interesting to go back and listen to old podcasts where you mentioned them at random. Even mm-hmm. earlier this year, 
Nice. We were talking about concept albums, and you're like, Coheed and Cambria seem to be the only ones that do concept albums, and I'm just like, on to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) And that was literally like April of this year. So, um, and I'm excited to see where this band goes. I love the kind of in-your-face nature of how all these stories coincide with Claudio's life when you look at the background of everything. Yeah. Um, even to the point of the video, oh man, I can't remember which track it was for. I mean, his wife is in the video literally cutting the band members out of the band photo. Oh shit. <laughs> like in a way to be like, hey, you need to spend more time with your wife. Yeah. And then they like they get together and all of his band members are disappearing and then she kisses him and he dies. And it's like it's like a beautiful metaphor for what it's like to be in a band, but also be married at the same time. So, wife, I've got a I've got an idea for you. First of all, do you want to be in my mu- new music video? Oh, you're welcome for watching. <laughs> Thanks for um, watching. But also, um, I I need you to pretend to hate my friends. No, she hates them. Oh, I, like she she so directed you, this video, I'm sure. So, wife, do you know who hate my friends? I need you to like visually explain that yes. through music video medium and then kill me well, and because also wear, that's how i feel wear one of the most like f- like demonic looking costumes of all time and then yeah. take the mask off it's like oh it's his wife all oh, along wow <laughs> and i need you to kill me because that's how i feel on the inside right thanks honey thanks honey thanks for the meatloaf i'll be back from tour later <laughs> enjoy our son <laughs> enjoy our son <laughs> um I, I i can't go in to any more words about how crazy it is that Coheed and Cambria have become this force in my life over the past fucking eight months or whatever. Yeah. We've talked um, a lot about Coheed and Cambria in 2022. And I think that's one of the highlights of this year is this, you and I getting into them, falling in love with them, being enthralled with the mystique and the, and, and the, uh, the lore behind Coheed and Cambria. And, and now you get to tell me all about it in the novel form. The story, the story form. Yeah. Now, would you say, what, now, I, I said that the best album I listened to this year, regardless of year, mm. was No World for Tomorrow, Good Apollo 2. We did get asked that question, and I dodged the question because, did. honestly, I didn't I wondered remember. if you thought about it over the last few weeks. I also didn't remember like all of the albums, but like <laughs> that was my immediate thought. I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah, it's that. It's that, it's that album. Like, it's. I, I think it would have to be. Yeah, because like I don't. I can't think of any other one outside of any album outside of 2022 that I listened to that was more enjoyable than that, or that I went gaga for more right. than that. And so that it has album, to be that. It has to be. Yeah. If you change your mind, let us know. Sure. But uh, that's still where I'm at. Again, was, we're recording this live, so maybe course. I'll just comment below yeah uh, outside, of now. Your pur- outside of your purview <laughs> just kidding. Leave a message just now and we'll answer your question later <laughs> top cool, dude. three you knew it had to be in adam's top five right so very cool. right uh all right Mike, so before we get into our top three i just want to go through some of these top tens um from our friends that weren't going to get mentioned so we talked a lot about dave's list throughout the last three weeks Admittedly, uh, he mentioned the band as number 10, Oso Oso, Sore Thumb. And I'll, hmm. kind of, I know you haven't heard about them. No. I haven't either. And I'm just going off of like the music video that he posted or the clip of the music video that he posted um, a few weeks ago. Kind of funky. Kind of a funky, funky experimental type of band. So maybe that's cool. something we have to look out for or check out in the future. And then uh, number five, 
Oceans 8 Alaska with Disparity. Hmm. I've been hearing a lot about that band. It's, yes. It seems to be a lot a band, or that seems to be an album that like some people are like really into, and some people are like dunking on. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that one. But Over they here, liked it. For our friend Thomas, the only other album he has here that uh, neither of us are going to talk about is number four, Banks Arcade with Future Lovers. Uh, just when you think hmm. you were done with metalcore, an artist or album comes along that reminds you why you love the genre in the first place. Ooh. I heard someone refer to this as post Malone core, which is probably the perfect <laughs> encapsulation of the sound here. It's very slow, grimy, gritty metalcore mixed with some hip hop that hits hard due to superb pacing and excellent clean and unclean vocals. Check out the songs Fake Your Death and Wine. That I is, mean, you got bands like Phineas and Barry Tomorrow making me continue to be excited about metalcore. Yeah, and absolutely. now Architects, oddly enough. But <laughs> let's see here. Daniel loves everything we love, so I'm not going to mention anything else on the top ten. We're good. Mike, your number three. <laughs> Mike, my number three is an album. This is just for me, and uh, if you'll let me have this moment, I will. I'll go ahead and just uh, talk about this. And but I will say um, that like. For like two weeks, this is my number one album. I'm like, Whoa. fuck it. I want to put it as my number one, see what y'all say. Oh. And even, but like, you know, going through my list, and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's number three. <laughs> I got to put it here. Hmm. This is Pep by Lights. I've always been a huge Lights fan. I always think that she's like one of the most creative and interesting uh, songwriters in the pop genre. Uh, she's doing it differently than all of her peers but still not getting the recognition i think she deserves still, for it. at least in this country at least in this country she might be huge in canada mm-hmm. I, I, I mean i'm sure there's some sales numbers i can probably look at but uh you know she's not selling out arenas over here in the u.s at least right but um but with pep like she continues to prove how how interesting of a songwriter she is how thoughtful she is as a lyricist she's you know, she does have like her pop ditties where it's just like, huh, fuck yeah, I'll fucking rule. You know? But like, <laughs> but she has like other side project. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, go us. <laughs> but like, she also has like songs that like talk about like her place in this world, her thoughts on like being a mother and a wife while still trying to maintain a career, her thoughts about like her fan base, her thoughts about like her place in the in the pop world and like, you know, with some jabs at like her former uh, record label uh, Warner Brothers, right? And it's like there you go. And, and and again, like there's other artists out there that are that can be as thoughtful, but like they get super recognized. I'm not maybe it's because of recognition or marketing push or a PR team behind them. But um, I'm always so impressed at Lights, and um, I, the reason why I put this at my number one too. But it was the album that I one. I'm pretty sure I listened to the most. And I just have the most fun with. Mm-hmm. I think it's just an album. that's like from start it to finish. Fun. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm vibing on all of these songs. I just fucking love every second of it. And um, there's not a song that I don't like. Where did you put this? <clears throat> this was in your. It was the 30s. 30s, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I. She's always a nine out of 14. Yeah. Almost every single album. Yeah. This might just be like uh, you know an yeah, artist that just 34. like me and my wife really like. Um, you know, my wife like hardcore loves lights and like all the reasons that I explain why I do like is doubly so for her too, right? 
and uh, there's and maybe it's just that relatability too where like you know my wife's a, a quirky young woman too who like thinks outside the box and likes different types of pop music than like her peers do so you know maybe she has that kinship with lights that like I don't have as not a woman uh, but uh, <laughs> but someday, the, someday one day one day one day my, my right. best friend's name Miranda these days <laughs> he's finally a trans woman <laughs> And our podcast has really changed. Yeah, but the, you know, if, if 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 you haven't listened to Lights' music, like Pep is a great place to start because I think it kind of touches upon all the different genres uh, that she's or or different like themes of her life that she's uh, kind of been through. I think mm-hmm. that's 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 the thematic Ebbing element of Pep. It kind of it, 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 there's there are songs that touch upon like when she was younger and kind of starry eyed and just fresh into the scene, and then all the way now to when she's like a you know a cynical woman in her in her mid 30s so it's like yeah it kind of runs the gamut and like each song is a different aspect of her personality which cool. is so cool, cool. and I, I want more people to do that okay i will i will one day you'll listen to it <laughs> one day i'll get it oh yeah by the way pink shift was on my dumpster pile too <laughs> anyway whoops <laughs> um that album has had potential but i it wasn't that great when you broke it down um talking about bands that have potential um he's thinking very hard about what he wants to say next there it is. Okay. Sorry for the dead air there. It's too busy thinking about pink shift. So this <laughs> band obviously um yeah, surprised the fuck out of us this year. And we're very happy to have them be part of our podcast universe. And I would never say that anything about this band is or this album is grading one bit. Oh no. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. But what's awesome is that there's a lot of really good songs mm. on this incredibly awesome album arted album this is imperia by Im- ghost imperia this is the song well, impera sorry <laughs> uh darkness at the heart of my love mm. and it's right there towards the end of the album going into some really strong tracks to close it out mm-hmm. um yeah every time i listen to this it always surprised me um it's got that I, I, I was trying to figure out if it's just because of the 80s feel that it strikes some sort of nostalgic chord with me. Meatloaf, baby. I guess. Dude, I can just like mm. see the stage presence right now. Right. Like, I hear flames coming up right boom right here <laughs> the fucking like lights are illuminating the audience right there when the when the when the fucking like when the kick drum comes in boom mm. this is arena rock af i know this is glam rock at that at the height of its power it really <laughs> really is um and I mean, pretty much all, all the way through. I mean, it's it's a long album too. It's like forty-seven minutes yeah, or something like yeah. that. For me, uh, it doesn't feel. I don't feel no. its length. I, I'm just so enthralled by the by again the gimmick of it. But it, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't normally listen to like hair metal. I don't normally listen to arena rock. Right. But this whatever this is, 
it's, it's doing it for me. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it just has like that Guns N' Roses power ballad feel to it. Yeah, a lot of pop sensibilities. <laughs> songs, like, the song structures and like the, the catchiness with the choruses too. I think that, that really helps. And I can guarantee there will be two songs from this album in my top 12. Ooh. This will not be one of them. Oh. But that's okay. That's okay. I've got a few. I've got a few written down as well. It's it, it just it, it's just consistently good, and it ends so strongly, mm-hmm. nonetheless as well. I mean, yeah, with how thematic everything is, you know they have to go out in a bombastic way. Right. It's fucking dope. Because you got Kyserian, you got Spillways, you got Hunter's Moon. Oh, Hunter's Ooh. Moon, dude. <laughs> oh, that's such a good song. And then you got this epic guitar solo here. But 20s is a really bad song. Yeah. Like, like that's a bad song. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that would probably be like the best song on like a lesser album. Maybe. Yeah. It's so sad. Because <laughs> I don't know why they needed that track in there. It's like, it's definitely to get the, the, the yucks. I think that's a, that, and that would be a good song live. I think that song would play well live. It's possible. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just to kind of get the yucks, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got your more your more good personal songs right here, and I think this is this is a good summation of it. And man, this album art can't yeah. argue with that. that and that's so that, cool. That throwback to like those fucking oil paintings from old metal albums, mm-hmm. and like it, it, it's this is throwback to everything that was great about that era. You know, even though, like I said, I, I don't listen to that stuff. I kind of cringe at that kind of stuff whenever it gets brought up. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it it's not all bad. Like, there's that aesthetic that like. There's an aesthetic that draws you in, and maybe because this is kind of an ironic band, like that, maybe it forgives it, right? A little bit, like maybe. The, I forget the the name of the artist who is is the lead of this, but like Paul, to, no Tobias Forge, yeah, Tobias Forge, yeah. like he, he he's definitely not taking it very seriously. Every time he puts out like a video for the clergy mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, it's, it's all in good fun. Ridiculous. Yeah. Hilarious. He, he's he's laughing at him. At it, at, he's laughing at it. He's laughing at himself. It definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. So mm-hmm. if it was one of those things where it's like Slipknot, it's like, no, this is fucking it's shit, fucking man, bro. Then I would be fucking like, dude, fuck off. Like your music's <laughs> exactly. great, but like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just strikes helps. that great balance of like great music, like awesome gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Like it's gimmicky in that motionless and white. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's in that same motionless and white vein, except it's not metalcore. It's yeah. more light metal as i've started calling it this year oh, that's a good point yeah yeah but uh, yeah it, it strikes that perfect balance of like all of that stuff put together it's like a perfect storm mm-hmm. this is just, just unlocked the uh the, the the perfect recipe for that right good job tobias and the videos i still haven't watched too many of them on but well, uh, i think they're i think they're probably planning either a giant tour or maybe a new album because he's been releasing new stuff to the clergy like the last couple months yes i've seen like two of them but like i like to wait till they all come out because they're like two minutes long and Mm -hmm. like and i forget because he puts them like every week i'm like what the fuck were you talking about it's not even that much it's maybe once every couple months yeah something like that one drops i'm like i'll just wait till they all come out and just watch them all as like a 10 minute (laughs) fucking video right all right i know at least one of your top two yeah but i don't know what the second yes queen well let me uh let's change that how shall we please do Number two, um, you're always worried about an album that follows up um, an album that you liked but didn't love, which also followed up an album that you really, 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 really loved. 
And Adam, I know you probably don't know what this phrase means, <laughs> but I think this band is back, baby. Oh, <laughs> you're going to say it? We Wonder Years this. is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Hum Goes On Forever is my number two album of the Whoa. year. All right. Um, let's see. Um, Daniel and Tom agree with me here as well, but uh, I will find those as well. Um, I, I did bring them up at some point. Um, actually, here. What, uh, Daniel's number one album number one of the year holy moly i'm amazed i flip-flopped a lot on my top albums this year and for most of the year i felt i would have zero perfect albums the more i listened to this album though the clearer it became that this album was going to be my number one ever since i forgot first got into the wonder years back in 2015 thanks mike and adam and it's us it's us is that me <laughs> <laughs> i felt i have fallen in love with their music uh and with um these acronyms, I'm sorry, I'm not going to think about it right now. Uh, finally crafted a perfect album. Uh, this this album seriously broke me. Songs like Low Tide, Doors I Painted Shut, and Cardinals 2 just brought back every feeling of loneliness and self-loathing I had and reminded me of how I felt at my lowest point. While songs like Wyatt's Song and You're the Reason I Don't Want the World to End helped remind me that even when life gets a little overwhelming, I, I sure had a lot of that going on this year and the people i love are the reason i keep going i keep moving forward this year was long wild hectic life-changing and at times hard to stay sane in Whoa. despite all that i had albums like this one to help me through the bad times and to keep a smile on my face during the good here's 2022 this album Goodbye. touches on so many themes of like life new life moving on new experiences reflecting on old experiences i it, 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 it does not surprise me that this is out of uh, daniel's number one album here. the only album he gave a five out of five out. it's another perfect snapshot of a band writing music for the era of life that they are mm -hmm. that, <laughs> that they're in rather than trying to pander yep to the, the hip kids out there no max pandering here baby no. and i just again i wish those three tracks had sat with me better yeah they're a little I just, slow i, I admit just, i couldn't do it all the tracks around it the eight tracks around it are great mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah that, that's just where i'm at with it and i look forward to the future with this band they seem to be crafting themselves even better yeah uh, as, as time goes by so i i still feel like there's great albums to come tom's purest album this is number 11. Mm. It's probably yes. safe to assume that at this point if Dan Campbell puts out an album under any of his many umbrellas, that will be one of my top albums. He just continues to grow as an artist and songwriter, and this album is no different. Stunningly emotional and embracing his life as a father and partner. Dan and the boys bring the feels on this one. In my opinion, this album has some of Dan Campbell's best lyrics. The Wonder Years continues to be one of, if not the best, pop punk bands in the world favorite tracks are you're the reason i don't want a world to end and laura and the beehive and maybe this album is just hitting us all because we are just getting older right and that's okay it's possible yeah it's possible. It's, it's, i don't know what you're talking about we all got kids we're all in relationships you know, yeah things aren't perfect things aren't perfect means. but we're but we're <laughs> but we're waking up every day and we're showing up because we made it this far you know there you go. and that's exactly what i want these legacy bands to think about to think about like stop trying to cling on to your past success like 
talk about your new experiences. Talk about your bad knees. Talk about maybe your maybe your abs aren't as defined as they used to be. You know, <laughs> maybe your hair is no longer where maybe it used to be. You're wearing a beanie today because <laughs> it's cold outside. Because one, it's cold puzzle? outside, but also, um, you know. Maybe you don't have hair where you used to have hair. Maybe it's cold outside. Maybe it's cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) Your body, your choice. Um, But uh, yeah, this album speaks to all of us men in our late 20s and mid 30s and beyond um, because it's it's an album for those people. And yo, that's fucking great, man. And that's what, I mean... You want to hear? I think even if I was 22, I'd want to hear that. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, there, there's there's songs from artists that have sung about um, you know stuff that I can't relate to that I still sympathize hmm. with, and like, oh, that's, that's so fascinating. What a great story! I'm mm-hmm. so drawn into um, the, the the themes and the and the songwriting of this of this amazing song and album. Thank you very much for this Bratz girl. It's L O L. Oh, this L O L girl. Okay. Uh, is it okay if I help you with this la- a little bit later? Yes. Yeah, you still thank need you. some time, beautiful little girl. We're almost done, all right? Okay. So, the children are antsy. It's been a long three weeks. I, I understand their need for me to leave your house. It's been a long time. <laughs> like, we're done looking at you now? Mm-hmm. Can you stop sleeping on at the foot of my father's bed? <laughs> okay. So, my number two? Yes, please. Um, you know, probably the album, one of the albums that stuck with me the most throughout the year. You want to talk about fun times in your 30s? Who better to write a great album about living in your 30s, Mike? The album that maybe some people in their 30s want to fall asleep to. I'm going to sit here and tell you why each fucking track... Does not revolve around falling asleep. In I love "Don't Go Throwing Roses in My Grave." This is a great fucking track, bro. I love this song too, mm. and I think it encapsulates the album by Gregor Barnett. Gregor Barnett, our favorite singer from the Menzingers. Tom's pretty good too, um, <laughs> and Tom is there. <laughs> and I, I fell for a solo album. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get a Sleepwalkers level thing at all, and that's fine. But for what it was, it has darkness, it has death. Holy shit, does it have death. A lot of death. Does it have nostalgia? Does it have... I mean, he's, the, that one song is about sitting in front of the tombstone all day and the story that you're talking about with the tombstone. Yeah. It's the whole song is about. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brilliant. It is. I, and I love that. I love the, 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 the picturesque nature of it, too. Oh it's God. haunting. And then this song is just like a little happy little ditty about like fuck you guys don't don't worry about me I'm yeah. dead <laughs> I'm dead you didn't uh, care about me anyway whatever and I keep coming back to this song in, in the middle of this album track six I think it is I'm um, just like cool and then the the album fucking kills it uh, uh, from from there on up to track ten when you have that brilliant song about the morning after your parents separate mm. and i'm just gonna paint you a picture of what that looks like when you're 10 years old yeah why why people think this album is boring i don't know but i love it <laughs> and it's a one of two perfect albums this year very good man, man. that's awesome but so, uh yeah just I'm, I'm not gonna 
yuckier yum or anything but like and i do like this album a lot and again i tried to pick at it i tried to say like oh yeah, yeah that song is kind of slow yeah but it still works yeah track but, you four. know that that that's the thing like i just think this album's a little slow i don't think some of the the song writing hits as hard as like some of the other songs on the on the album so it's a little inconsistent but uh from my point but yeah don't don't let me yuck your young man it's still good regardless um sure i could probably shave like two or three minutes off of it might feel a little bit more concise oh okay <laughs> just two minutes huh right. yeah <laughs> and it's only a 40 minute album you know? so well, i wonder minutes. if i would have been a little bit more consistent a little bit more on this album but uh, uh if if uh if this was like an ep instead <laughs> what, do you, what do you think do you think if this was an ep you might have, you might have sat with like maybe our, our, our friends a little bit better maybe maybe but we would have just been clamoring for a full length mm. at that point and if this is the only menzies we're gonna get this year then that's that's all we're gonna get yeah and that's fine hey you know what he greg greg is still writing outside of the menzingers and i hope that doesn't slow down more menzingers so it won't yeah i haven't i haven't checked in on the menzingers and just to see if they're kind of due for a new album I mean, it's been a while, but I don't know if it they're really planning on uh, uh, releasing anything in the coming year. But uh, we can only hope. That'd be great, because then we'll get a Menzingers album and a Gaslight Anthem album. And then we'll, yes, we'll we get will. it. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then they will tour together, and we will be there, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is exactly what I was hoping for and expecting, and it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Number two. Very good. Number two. Number two. You heard it here first, baby. But uh, so I was awesome. looking at my list of like, okay, what has Mike not mentioned yet that I have? I can't imagine his number one album being something I haven't heard. Oh no, you've heard it. Okay, because I was just like, well, let's see. Did he talk about Dead American yet? Uh, I did. I just okay. Kinda, yeah, my number one album, <laughs> Cole like, did Reber. He, did he? <laughs> I thought that, that would be really interesting. Like, oh, you really like that album? That's uh, cool. Yeah. That's uh, cool. No, let's go ahead and just go ahead and play it. Oh, Wonder Years, you had your chance. Because I can't see anything on here that you haven't mentioned yet. Oh, uh, it'll come to you. Oh, I got it. There it is. Man, you just jumped in. Oh. Full on. Oh. <laughs> One month ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too powerful, Adam. Take it back. Uh, arms length never before seen, never again found. <laughs> Stab me in the front, Daddy. Oh, make it hurt so good. This was Daniel's number two, number two. album of the year. My this number is twelve. Your number twelve, da- Thomas's number, number one. one album of the year, baby. So, not since Home Like No Place Is There by Hotelier is an, has an emo record hit me as hard as this one. I turned this. Right, I turned this one on and liked it uh, during the first playthrough. However, the record continued to grow and grow on me as I listened to it more. This is a bit of that Midwest emo sound, but the lyrics and vocal delivery just hit you with your heartstrings. Yes, it does. I love every track on this album, and I think the closer is about as perfect a song as can be made. Hmm. These guys sound like a band on their third record rather than their first in a good way. I uh, can't wait to see what they do next. Favorite tracks are Dirge and In Loving Memory. Again, Loving Memory. 
That song fucking sucks. Nobody likes that song. Ew. Like, just get rid of it. It doesn't Ew, even that, matter. It's, it, it, is a, it is a disgusting <laughs> stain on an otherwise perfect album. And when you l- listen to the first two EPs, like, they don't just feel like little EP ditties. No. You know, so it's like, the, it. this seems like a very natural progression. So like this doesn't even feel like a debut album, no, because absolutely. of how because of the strength of the tracks yeah. on those EPs. And Thomas talked t- said it exactly. That sounds like this is their fucking. We're just gonna go all out on our third album. I don't give a shit, you know. And then they, and then they hit it big, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, they, and they become like the biggest fucking emo band uh, out right now. So, but this is their fucking debut album. Are you fucking kidding me? Are they that big? I don't know. I said I said this is what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Emotionally but big. Yes. Emotionally big. Yeah. I'm glad that we listened to it. I'm glad you forced me to. Yeah. Gunpoint. I think there was a gun involved. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Can I have my gun back, please? No. Oh, fuck. Now he's going to turn the gun on me. <laughs> now you have to listen to my number one album, too. Oh, no. <laughs> and like it more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what 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 a joy this, this this album is! And this was originally my number two. Uh, Pop Pep was gonna be my number one. And I was I like, know. can't do it. I'm surprised. Can't do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the more that you I listen to this album, the more I read the lyrics, uh, it just makes me fall in love with it even more. And it is a relatively new album. This came out uh, November, right? Either end of October or October twenty eighth. So basically November. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and this was one of. Four albums I I rated highly, like so at an eight out of ten. Man, it oh. still seems so low. It does. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's a weird year. I mean, mm-hmm. like we're not. I'm not going to say this was a. I'm not going to. We're hearing the top ten albums of the year. I'm not going to say that the, the year was bad. I'm going to say like there were some rough around the edges parts mm-hmm. of here. But sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you know, seeing flaws in things that you love makes you feel human there you go it's a positive spin on it just music in general music in general things i love yeah it's flawed <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh this is a underrated gem if there ever was one and if anybody knows me i i love rooting for the underdog there you go so <laughs> arm's length never before seen never again found adam you tell me now okay what the number one album should be what it should be I mean, I'm surprised as anyone here. Mm-hmm. Static um, dress, rogue static carpet dress. disaster. <laughs> Dave, he did it. <laughs> uh, man. Let me check my phone because I should know which track it is because it is my favorite track. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Okay. Is it my favorite track? I don't know. We'll figure it out next week or the week after. In January. Yes. So I'm going to play... A track from this song that is probably the funnest track because i want to end us on a high note i like doing that but there's some i'm, I'm not even going to say that there's like deep-rooted emotional stuff on this album i mean this album hits i mean there's... you did fun last year too your number one was fun no, i'm sorry not number one. Your number two <laughs> i played west hills well, by the best, best yeah, that was really song fun. of the year was fun. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was creeper that was a great song um but for this one um again a band that i probably need to go back and do some more research on their past because i'm not there so much um obviously this is nowhere on anybody's list so i'm going to be the only one enjoying this album but I tell you guys, give it a chance. Yeah, I should have put Lights Pep as my number one. I wanted to be, I wanted to be standalone too, you know. <laughs> and I think the creation of the music in this album 
is what pushed this above Greg's album. Um, there's a lot of enjoyment to get into when you sit with it and just kind of like let all of the pieces kind of fall into place. Um, and every track is enjoyable and is in its own way. Um, again, it's not going to hit, it's not emo by any means. This is kind of indie pop electric kind of stuff, but I'm going to play a really good track right here. It's right in the middle and you're going to know this track because it's your favorite track. I believe you told me back when this album came out. Music video. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Silver Sun pickups. Can you believe it? This musically. That's why your wife was fucking staring into the fucking clouds when we talked about it off air. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. We both enjoyed this album, oddly enough, which is rare. Yeah, dude. Um, Musically, this is so fucking cool. There's so many experimentation stuff they did with the electronics with this album and it's consistent all the way through again it's a 50 something minute album and it just like has all these all these ups and downs and their hooks are really really good on this album Mm. um and like i just i had to put it at the number one album of the year because that's so cool how you put it right above greg yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I know for you it didn't hit as well as Widow's Weeds did from 2019. Widow's Weeds, oh my gosh, I'm still I'm still coming off the high of Widow's Weeds. <laughs> not that like physical. I'm sorry, physical, physical thrills. Physical thrills is not like a you know a poor album or anything. I just you know. But watch this part where it like goes back into the. Like oh, if, if you can. So cool. Quite transition. I man. mean, granted, I had the. I had the help to see the music oh, at different yeah. levels when I was listening to this, yes, yes. <laughs> which made it even more intriguing, especially mm-hmm. at the end. So um, you listen to it in 3D. In 3D, yes. So you can you, you see all the levels there, um, and there's so much going on here, and and it, it's this a good. Sounds time. like a different song, doesn't it? Right here. Right. Fuck! What a cool transition. <laughs> So it was really, really fun to go back. And, and um, the girl in the band, I forget her name. She's got like a couple of songs that yeah. she sings on it too that are really good. And it's got those dream tempo transition tracks um, at track like four and track eight and then at the end of the album. Yeah. Um, and it's great. There's so many visual elements to this album. And I just... It I is think, very dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even listen to it in 2D like I do like uh, you know there's, there's you get lost in like oh wait he's singing right now but I'm I'm, I'm I'm paying so much attention to the interesting drum fills and how it's kind of weaving with the with with the interesting electronics that are just kind of following along oh it's so cool dynamically it's so interesting and cool yeah and I, I would say that this is probably the heaviest track on the album but so much of it is just so hooky and yeah. good like that. So I couldn't I couldn't put Greg above it. Wow, I had to put fun one, over emotions. Hell yeah. <laughs> Screw emotions. <laughs> Wave across the bay. What a fucking loser song for losers. Exactly. Loving memory. Goodbye. Gil, get out of here. Guest in your house, get out of here. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Gross! <laughs> but scared together. I mean, it just works. Oh, that song fucks. <laughs> this song fucks. Straight up fucks, bro. 
That song is uh, in contention too of my top 12 songs. And now, now I can't put it on because you played it. <laughs> so it's automatically disqualified. So I, I was listening to this just yesterday, and I kept on adding more and more tracks to my to oh. my playlist for system <laughs> error, bro. System error is I can't remember which track. I forgot one, one or two, but like when it's, you hear it, you'll you'll know. Yeah, it's yeah. like right around this time. Yeah. So yes, those of you who didn't listen to that one, I would say. Give it a listen. Yeah, it's I don't fun. know if this uh, if anybody even listened to it. So no. this might be just one of those bands like, oh, mainstream pop. Ew. I remember Thomas saying that it was interesting at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I saw it on Daniel's list. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for watching. <laughs> this song is this album. This, this episode is brought to you by Soft Lyric on YouTube. <laughs> I just clicked. I clicked the link that comes up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, dude. So there it is. Wow. End of the year. Surprise number one, probably from both of us, I think. I think so. Yeah. I was expecting more on the Wonder Year side. I was expecting side. Greg to be yours or maybe or, or, or maybe even Ghost. Frank, but maybe you might have like come around on like those those Frank songs that you thought were pretty slow. I thought, yes, yeah, Ghost, that was, that was an expected one for me. Uh, top three, though, like, whoo. Man. Very good. I was expecting maybe like Coheed was like your number two. Alexis like on Fire surprised me. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting I think that it to be that, all of us. that high on my list until I started putting it together. You know, we talked we, we talked briefly about Alexis on Fire a couple weeks ago, but I think you just reminded everybody that album came out in 2022. <laughs> Very cool, dude. Interesting. Yeah, Dashboard well, Architects, dude. Your thought. top ten list is all over the place, and I'm all about. I it. I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> but that third secret album is good. Not yeah, secrets, definitely. not 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 secrets, not their third album, mm-hmm. but we the, sold out the the, the, <laughs> the Pomona Glasshouse. <laughs> we we did it. Go us. We so, did it. And right. we did it, Adam. You and me. Hopefully, these album these 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 episodes save well. Yes, please. And travel throughout the internet, folks. We well hope you had you. a great time over this episode, the, the the previous episodes. If you were nice enough to check out my less successful podcast, the, do- the Dorkiest <laughs> Podcast, and, and me and my family talking about our favorite games of 2022, but thank you for doing that. Uh, we'd love it if you stuck around. We're going to take a little bit of a couple-week break. Uh, we don't exactly know. We haven't really planned that off-air yet. You would think, because I've been sleeping here at the foot of his bed for the last three Man, weeks. you won't go away. Yeah, I just don't talk. Uh, if the <laughs> microphone is off, I just don't talk. Like I said, I, I, I record every conversation that I have with everybody. Yes. Um, but uh, so, but in January, we're going to be doing our top 12 songs of 2022. That's going to so, be fun. No I have a lot of barred, work to do. No holds barred. Every song is, is, uh, is viable. It doesn't matter if it was on the honorable mentions list, best songs list, worst songs list. I wonder if I have any worst songs that like made it. <laughs> I have to go back and look. Oh, I never def- write down the worst songs. Definitely so. no. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of good time, and then we got the new round of bets. Adam has to cash in his bets. Looks like he's still gonna be losing when, for twenty twenty two. When do you want me to do these songs? I have to wait till January. You have song I mean. all of twenty twenty three to to cash in your uh, stakes, my friend. Okay, so okay. take your time. But we're definitely gonna do it on, on air. I'm definitely have to, have to come over and do a live listen of your demoing of it for me so i can get a reaction so, so hmm. i can record it for you it's gonna be complicated That'd but be we'll fun. figure it out we'll figure That'd it be out fun. we'll have fun yes. with it but um thanks again for such a great 2022 guys like you know um this the show continues to grow ever so slowly but like i like the pace of where we're growing you know I, I would hate to wake up one day and be like 
Spotify sends me a notification. Hey, you're in the number, you're in the top five fucking podcasts of all time. I'm like, what the fuck? What did I say? <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, oh God. I you talked just... about My Chemical Romance for five minutes. And then you talked <laughs> about Frank Turner. I'm like, whoa, that's all it took, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we just have to go on like, some weird anti-vax tirade. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. should do that. And then, t- and then uh, tag that. Yeah. And then anti-vax tag for life. Tucker Carlson or some shit. Yes. Yeah. And then, and the banjo player from Mumford and Sons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, but everybody who, every new listener, every returning listener, uh, we really thank you. And like, you're the reason why we do this show. Like, you know, it's, 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 it, it sounds cliche to say, but like you, we do it for ourselves, but like we do it because you guys give us an audience and that's so fucking cool. And uh, really so if you want to hang out with us in between episodes, you can do so over on Discord. You can check the link in the description of this episode. Uh, you can also email us if you so wish. Sometimes we get emails, just people like, hey, thanks for the, thanks for the show. And we appreciate those. And we sometimes read them on air at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Or if you're just on Instagram, you just want to chat with me over there on my Mike Wears Prada. Uh, it's mostly just pictures of my beautiful family. But uh, hey, you're welcome to view those as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and, and Adam drinks water. I do. I'm once on Discord. Once, oh, he's on Discord. You can talk yeah. to me on Discord. <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. That's about it, yeah. I'm but on that, Facebook Messenger still, unfortunately. Oh, gross. Don't friend me on there. Yeah, please don't. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, just burn the internet. The internet was a mistake. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks again for a great 2022. We look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys and having more fun in 2023 in the skinny XI. Uh, <laughs> it's not as catchy. You know, no. can't do it. Uh, no. So, uh, uh, that'll round us out. So thank you guys for checking us out, and we look forward to talking to you guys some more. Goodbye. Don't forget to add it in post. I won't forget to add the song. <laughs> <laughs>